Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Listening to the Career Musician Podcast with creator and host Nomad. With 20 plus years of experience in the music industry, Nomad has done just about everything to earn a living as a career musician. From being music director to celebrity artists, playing iconic arenas and stadiums, composing for film and TV, and even playing your average local club gigs, he's done it all. Nomad's mission is to empower musicians across the globe with strategies for a sustainable career while blasting stereotypes and to bring you tried and true wisdom from his colleagues in this crazy business we call music. Welcome to another episode of the Career Musician Podcast. Today we're talking to Kurt Chambers, good buddy of mine and fellow guitar slinger, but also songwriter, producer, and country artist. Now, the cool thing about Kurt is that he blurs genre lines as one of the in-house producers and songwriters with the Dr. Dre camp and Eminem. He is also pursuing his own artistry as a country singer, and you must check out his music because it is super dope. Right here on The Career Musician, Mr. Kurt Chambers. I am sitting here at Nomad's place with none other than Kurt Chambers. What's up, guys? How you doing? Dude, Kurt, so happy to have you here. Just, what, three, four nights ago, I met you in Nashville? Yeah, yeah. And here we are in L.A. now. At the Babyface... <laughs> Charlie Wilson show. Now, yeah. I have a sneaky suspicion all right, all that right. I'm going to catch you before you blow up. Uh, so this <laughs> podcast is going to turn to gold. <laughs> that's definitely hope that's what this is right here. Yeah, that's absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. So you're from Philly. Born and raised in so Philadelphia. So let's just start there, man. Yeah. So what, what happened? How did the music bug me? <sighs> man, you know, it, start, it all started in church. I had a, a very uh, musically inclined family. A lot of great guitar players. A lot of uh, great... Um, steel guitar players wow. and you know like um 
uh, like uh, like folky sounding gospel soul music, if you will. There were no keyboards around, so you had to you know be able to play a lot of chords on the guitar and really carry you know like the service in church stuff like that. Mm. It wasn't until later on in high school that I got into you know jazz and I started picking up the piano and the drums and all these other instruments and bass and all that stuff. Nice. So. And that's where that's where it pretty much got started in church, and then it went from there. And uh, I was that kid that had a weekly schedule. You know, I was sneaking into bars before I could. I wasn't really drinking, but right. I was sitting in with the band, and I would go to the five spot on Tuesday nights. I would go to the jam spots on Wednesdays. I would go on Thursdays. You know, I had a schedule. I would have my mother's car every day, every day. It was my dad. My dad thought I was you know going out drinking because I would come in so late and my eyes would be red but it would just be from man just consuming so much just music studied. and, yeah. and study. I studied music every week man church on Monday the, the Roots Club on Tuesdays the, the bar on uh, Island Broad Naomi Avenue on Wednesdays wow. you know on Thursdays was probably some old other bars somewhere where they were playing you know the stylistics and everything and then Fridays and Saturdays was you know a normal club you know but uh, right right right, right. <laughs> yeah wow dude that's awesome <laughs> yeah but that was so awesome. so the, the church and 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 the street the clubs brought you up musically yeah uh, yeah ironically very similar path here <laughs> only I started with Van Halen then oh, I nice. got, then I got into the church and and then later into clubs but I think that's so cool <laughs> I really think that's where you the best way to cut your teeth is in the club scene wouldn't you agree yeah man I mean the old heads really taught you how to you know yeah. uh, solo and just like sound good as a band in Philadelphia we were taught early how to sound good as a unit mm-hmm. you know it's great to be a great player and solo you know a bunch of and play a bunch of notes and all that but man that wasn't the thing I came up around the roots and yeah. you know, we were uh, the guys that were sitting with them when they were out of town and they couldn't play for someone they would call us and we had the opportunity to learn how to play and sound good as a band we learned that in philadelphia that was the philadelphia thing how do you sound as a band let's play these hits together let's let's figure out all right what sonically you know what you know what where where your voice is coming from are you standing out of the the bass players register you know and vice versa so you know you know in philly that was our thing you know sounding good as a band so it was a great opportunity to be come up in that did you did you become a what I like to call a career musician in Philly? Yeah. Or was that later in LA? No nah, man. Okay, so you were yeah. gigging yeah. and writing and playing and doing all that. Yeah, I was working a lot in Philly, man. You know, I was working so much in Philly. And then for me, um Philly created the opportunity to come out to LA and, and work a lot. I came up with my boy Adam Blackstone. We wow. did our first gigs together. You know, me and Adam were gigging nice. together since college, our first year of college. So yeah, yeah. I just interviewed him a couple months ago. Are you so, serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. It's full circle. I love Adam. Yeah, it's full circle. Dude, yeah, that's yeah. my brother. Y'all. Yeah. I, I promise you, we've done our first gigs together. You know, wow. like I, I've been working with Adam for years. Okay. And I mean, it's good, man. You know, we came up with the roots. You know, Quest Love used to send cars to my my college to pick me up. You know, to play with them at venues and stuff and. That's how I got started. That's you know? cool. <laughs> so you technically started with the Roots then? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't in the Roots, but, you know, uh, I would play guitar when Ben Kenny was gone doing something or, you know, before he went with Incubus, you know, and I was just kind of like the, you know, the B call guy or the C call yeah. guy or whatever. And I was playing with the Jazzy Fat Nasties at the time. Oh, and wow. we were touring, we were opening up for the Roots overseas. Wow. So, and I was frightened out of my behind because I was 18 years old yeah. and I was... 
playing in a trio band opening for the Roots, like no keyboard player, just drums, bass, and guitar, playing with the jazzies, and I had to, and and I had to sound like a full. I had to set, make it sound full. That's the best school right there. <laughs> yeah, that's better than any college, any lessons. <laughs> yeah. When you're on stage. Yeah. Spotlight on you, and you're the only polyphonic instrument on stage. Yeah, and like you said, you have to make the chords make sense. Yeah, and then play leads with chords, and you know, oh. translate the transitions. You know, with yeah. Can we find some of that material online? Oh man, I'm sure. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm sure. I haven't looked for that, but okay. I, yeah, I mean, some of the five spot stuff is definitely there. I want to see some of the uh, overseas stuff because, man, we were playing some really, 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 really big. Oh, man, Jazz Cafe. Oh, yeah. In London, we played that. Jazzy Fats. Jazzy Fat Nasties. Jazzy Fat Nasties. Yeah, man. And we played a few, you know, like overseas festivals, like North Sea Jazz Festival and all that. Montreal. Yep. Yeah, all that. All that. Yeah, all that. Yeah, very frightening. So so you're a young teenager, and then then when did you kind of, you know establish yourself as like okay now I know what I'm doing when when did that happen I, I, mean, I think I don't know that happened yet yeah no <laughs> I don't know that, that ever happened <laughs> maybe rephrase it like uh, where you feel comfortable yeah. in certain ven- avenues that's a tough one man because you know I'm the kind of person I'm always reassessing what I'm doing and trying yes. to get better every day it's like the snake just shedding skin every day but I'll, yes. I'll, to try to answer the question probably um, before I moved to LA um, I started to get a I grasp on you know what my thing was you know and it was like what how I was gonna do it and all that so yeah, yeah that's awesome so and then what was the impetus for moving to LA like what did you do here well I was working with Eminem and then um, I met Dre oh. and you know uh, I was I had been going back and forth to LA a lot you know and he hit me a few times and I, I wasn't in LA and I was like, you already know. I was like, you know you what? You learned that lesson quick, huh? I said, this ain't going to happen but so many times. Yeah. So, yeah. I, you, know, I, you know, I had already wanted to come to L.A. And yeah. um, I was just like, you know what? I, I got to go there because I, I want to make sure that I take advantage of this opportunity. And, and when that happened, man, it was just, you know, I was, I was in there with, with him and it, it's been nonstop. So. It's awesome. How many years have you been working with Dre? Man, probably since 2012. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It's nice, man. Yeah, he's dope, man. He's one of the greatest, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Icon. Once again, folks, there's a fine line between arrogance and confidence, right? Well, somewhere in that mix, you have to have a good dose of humility, but you also have to have a good sense of who you are and what your skills are. Listen, I think we can all learn from this topic and this subject. We have to figure out the perfect formula for all of these elements to live within ourselves so that when we represent ourselves to the world with our music, we don't come across as just some jerk, (laughs) but we're genuine. You know what I mean? We're genuine, humble, relatable, and I think Kurt has done a great job at doing just that. Subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Tell us a little bit about that. What it's like to work with Dre? What is that like? I mean, it's dope, man. He's just you know, he's very smart musically. You know, he loves music. He's he's just passionate about what he does, and you know, he lets us do our thing. He respects everyone in the room, and it's just great, man. Nice. It's the best situation. Yeah. What was the first session like? Were you nervous? Because yeah, I know at some course. points, yeah. But at some yeah. points, as career musicians, we don't get nervous as much because you know. We almost get uh, how do you, you know we get accustomed to it, right? Yeah, but the studio's different, man. The studio is uh, such an in- intimate it part. Is. 
right. of of making music and playing notes. So right. I don't really get nervous on the stage, you know. I, but in the studio, you can overthink some things, or you know, yeah. you can you can hear tones and like, oh, I want this to feel a different way, yeah. you know, you know. So yeah, probably I was probably nervous for a little while at yeah. first, but after a while, you figure out how to like trust, you know, your gut and trust what you do and That's execute right. it, and you know. You find your place. That's right. Yeah. Is he the type of cat that likes to track live bands, or do you do find yourself doing more overdub sessions? I just depends, man. Whatever, depends whatever what the room's feeling. Yeah. 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 It's hard. That's it's so, hard. but that's so cool that he does everything. Yeah. He's vast. Yeah. Man. You know, and a writing session with him is it is it the type of thing where you say, "Hey, man, I came up with this riff," or does it happen yeah. organically? No, it's whatever, man. Yeah. I mean, everyone just kind of does their thing, and like you know, it's just start vibing. Next yeah, thing you know. It's so open, man. That's the great thing That's about, cool. like, even, like, how I got started, you know, just being able to be in so many different genres of music. I'll bring a lot of those attributes to sessions, whoever I'm working with, and just, yeah. it, it comes in handy, you know what I mean? To, right. To have a few tricks, you know. To have the tools. Yeah, yeah. I always call it the tools of the trade, man. You need it. So some of those tools for you... Like you said, you got into jazz, but you, you learned church music early on. Yeah. But then you hit the club scene, so you got Motown and the Philly sound. Yeah, you man. You got the soul sound. The soul sound. What else you got in your toolbox? A man. bunch of stuff, I know. Yeah, man. Jazz. Well, I went to school for jazz, uh, jazz drums, and piano. Totally different than I, guitar. I was a straight-ahead jazz drummer at William Patterson University. How the heck did you land on guitar then? Well, the church that I grew up in, guitar was like the primary instrument, you know? Wow. So I knew... I I knew that I was going to play guitar. You know, you just it, it's just it. that's you know, it was embedded in me. You know, so I, I picked up the piano because you know I just wanted to broaden my sense of like how I can reach into my toolbox and pull yeah. this out. You know, I studied a lot of like you know, like Bill Evans, Oscar. I used to go to sleep to Oscar Peterson. Wow, you know, uh, I love the speed. You know, yeah, and, so uh, clean and yeah, just like every note, punchy. You know, like a punch in the gut. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, uh, you know, Bill Evans and, you know, um, uh, man, like Chick Corea, yeah, you know, yeah, Herbie, yeah. you know, all those guys, all man. Those like, cats. And then I went through my horn phases when I would study horn players and, right. you know, I just consumed as much music as possible. Yeah, and then I started listening to rock, you know, and then the tones, you know, and the amps. and Totally different. Right? I'm still falling down that wormhole yeah. right now. <laughs> That's, yeah. That's what we were just talking yeah. about, amps. <laughs> yeah. Like, we, you walked into my studio and you're like, <laughs> Oh, you got this head, you got that, you yeah. got this. And it's funny because that is a never-ending wormhole, just like all of the, you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> lanes in music. You can yeah. just, especially now with YouTube. You ever find yourself, you know, stuck to three or four in the morning uh, going yeah. out of YouTube? Yeah, morning? yeah. Like, what am I doing? I know I should be sleeping right now. Yeah, <laughs> this, yeah. crazy. Looking yeah. at amps, looking at compressors. Yeah, I know pedals. Yeah, it's. All right, so, so you're out here in L.A., you started mm -hmm. working with Dre, you've been working with Eminem, mm -hmm. you came up with Adam, so the exposure, I've got to be honest, Kurt, the exposure is really high from the get-go, man. Not many cats are that fortunate to have that kind of high exposure mm -hmm. from the get. Yeah, no, I get I, it. I don't know if you've ever reflected on that, but that's, a, that's really cool that you have those opportunities. But it's one thing to get the opportunity. Mm -hmm. It's another thing to keep getting getting invited back. Yeah. So yeah. as a career musician yourself, and now of course you're moving on to artistry, which we'll get, mm -hmm. what are some of the, the, you know, what's your MO? What are some of the philosophies that you believe in 
to be like a really successful, you know, career musician. Yeah. Man, my opinion, um, <laughs> I drove myself crazy a lot. And what I mean by that was I always made sure that I pushed myself to the limit to n never be comfortable with like the old things that I knew how to do. Meaning, um, <laughs> Adam thinks I'm crazy because he, he would always make a joke about me. He'd be like, man, you're always changing up your rig. And, you know, and... One of the and I would always say, well, man, I want to get used to being un uncomfortable. That's you know, right. like the guy that says, "Hey, man, I only know how to use my Marshall stack and my Boss pedal, and you know, I'm not. I'm just gonna stay with that." Hey, some people may argue my point and say, "Well, if it sounds good, why why change anything?" And yeah, you're. I feel you, but. I don't know because like when technology is changing, the world's changing around you, and I feel like you may possibly wake up one day and everything's to so totally different, and you're you're too far out of you missed this. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, like yeah, you know, yeah. so so you got to be used to at least learning new things. So that's right. I, I feel like that that's one of the things that kept me, you know, at least interesting to people. You know what right, I mean? Like right. I, I, you know, when the fractals came out, I was on that. You know, and new pedals. You know, I would know how to use this. You know. Yeah. Just knowing how to like program things with my guitars and my amps and my pedal boards and stuff like that, and just and just being knowledgeable about, and not even just if you're a guitar player, not not just being knowledgeable about a guitar, but like knowing about DAWs, knowing about compressors, mm -hmm. knowing about being a valuable person in the, room in the room will keep you, you know, coming back. You know, even if they don't, you know. So when someone asks something like, you know, hey man, what what do we do about this? And if you're just like, oh, you know what, guys. I checked this out the other day, and I f this is kind of cool, and this worked for me, you know. I feel like, you know, just being a student of music, you know, and just right. learning as much as you can and consuming as much as you can is going to make you a valuable uh, asset in the room with anybody and being humble about it as well, you know, so. Yeah. Download, subscribe, and leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your favorite podcast platforms. Follow The Career Musician at Facebook, Instagram, and sign up for The Career Musician newsletter at thecareermusician.com. Want to learn more about a particular topic? Tag at The Career Musician and use hashtag Career Musician to let us know what you'd like to hear. You're listening to The Career Musician podcast with your host, Nomad. One thing I like to, and I'm so glad you said that about pedal boards, I build a pedal board before a gig sometimes. Yeah. Like, literally. Before the, the gig. Off, I'll wake up. I say, what gig do I have today? Yeah. Fucking, I'm going to go build a pedal board. <laughs> so I go in my garage, and I literally, I have a pedal board set up, a building station in my garage. And when I say building, I don't mean, like, I I Dave it. Friedman right, professional. Right, yeah. I mean, like, nomads rigging it up, kind of, yeah. you know, some gaff tape and, you know. <laughs> <laughs> just the way I could do it, you know? And it's so much fun because then you get to the gig and you're like, whoa, what's this? Oh, wow, that's neat. Oh, yeah. this is neat. Or yeah, well, then if one doesn't work and you have to take a solo, you're like, oh my yeah. God. Yeah. And you're like trying to push the cables in. It's exciting, right? It is. It keeps you fresh. It keeps you fresh. You know? And then you yeah. discover new sounds. Yeah. Sometimes you just hit one note and yeah. the sustain is so intense. You're like, okay, yeah. I, can, I can Santana this all night. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's fun. I love talking <laughs> to another guitar player, but especially somebody who's passionate. And I love the fact that you're so well-versed. I was always one of the guys to say to myself, I want to learn how to play drums really well, piano really well, mm -hmm. strings really well, but I never did. Uh, I always heard it in my mind, so now I do it in the digital realm. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But to actually be able to play bebop on the drums, 
and Bill Evans on the piano yeah. and guitar, that's huge, bro. That's a lot of work. You've been busy. I wish I, sometimes I wish I didn't play as many, you know, well, nowadays I wish I didn't play as many because, you know, I'm like, now I'm like, hey, I, I want to sound like Joe Bonamassa this day and mm. I want to, you know, I want to mm. sound, you know, like uh, 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 George Benson on this yes. day and, you know, and I want to sound like, you know, it's, and that can be hard. If you just play Charter guitar, your own psyche, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. You drive yourself nuts. Yeah, with just guitar, I yeah. can't imagine with all these other. Yeah, it's. I wish you know. I just wish. I wish I could be all those guys on guitar, and then all the guys I want to be on piano, and all the guys yeah. I want to be, you know, on drum. It's you know. I wish you know. I wish I could do it, man. I really want to do. I would love to do it. I don't think it's yeah. physically possible. But this is a good segue. So, what made you say okay? Because you've been writing in the field in this field with Dre for a while right mm-hmm. so you've been writing like what type of song you write a lot of R&B and, and rap stuff or what, what What have you been writing over the years um, or is it literally all over the road it depends on what box I'm in at the moment okay. Adam and I we had a boy rock man called Franklin Bridge that's interesting you gotta check some of that stuff out it's old, It's you know it's older now but I've heard that name I do I do. yeah, yeah but we, we had that and that was just like rock stuff you know it was kind of nice. like pop rock with you know, uh, R&B vocal melodies. It was nice. really good. Yeah. Um, and then um, I've always stayed in that whole, like, rock, blues, oh, like, cool. singer-songwriter uh, um, bag, if you will. Yeah. But, you know, when I would come out of that, I would collaborate with my friends, and they were always doing R&B. And so that's where the oh, R&B wow. side comes from. So that's what you'll, you'll see where I wrote songs for... Uh, Estelle and um, nice. uh, wrote a song with Miguel for Jaheen called Finding My Way Back. That was my first Grammy nomination. Wow. Um, and then I wrote some, a record for um, uh, Let It See as well. Nice. Wrote some songs for uh, Eric Roberson and um, um, what's his name? The other guy, Kenny Lattimore, those guys. Yeah, I was yeah. super, you know, yeah. super young doing that. But yeah. Those are the R&B pockets that I was able to fall in just from being around right. the Roots and all the Neo Soul guys there. Yeah. So, But that was that other side. But as far as like the other side of what I was doing was always like the singer-songwriters, the John Mayers, the, yeah. you know, the, the rock, you know, kind of like melodic rock type stuff. And, and is that. that the bridge that brought you to being a country. Country, country artist? The funny thing is, man, the country thing just came from the church, man. Like, when I tell you this church that I spent the first 19 years of my life in sounded like, you know, like just country, uh, just uh, like oh, that. The soulful twist? That, yeah, it yeah. sounded like a country uh, uh, bluegrass. That's what I was looking yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. Very bluegrass, very country, very Americana yes. type sounding soul yeah. music. So, man, that. That was embedded in me first, really. That's cool. So everything else was just a trip, a, a trip out of that. So and you so, came back to so the original. I'm basically just finished. I'm just yeah. this, is, this is a full circle. Closing right the now. loop. I'm closing the loop, and I'm so happy, man. I love doing. That's cool. I love if country music wasn't popular right now. I'd still be so doing it. it. If it was no such thing as pop country right now, or if nobody knew about Nashville or anything, I guarantee you. I would still be in Nashville right now, painting and walking up and down the street trying to say, hey man, I need to do this. Yeah. Yeah, because I really, I just love it that much, man. 
And remember, I always used to say you have to decide what you want to be, a sideman musician in the backing band, backing up artists, or if you want to be the artist themselves. Well, again, Kurt is a great example of somebody who has morphed from sideman into artist. Now, you could come out knowing from the beginning at 15 that, man, I'm an artist, but I can really play my instrument, so I'm going to go back up some other artists, try to earn a little living here, make a career, and then morph into an artist. That's what Kurt has done. That's what I am doing and have done, and many others, I'm sure. However, there's lots of career musicians out there that just want to be the side man. And there's nothing wrong with that. That is a beautiful thing. And there's a fine art to really knowing how to do that to its fullest. On the other side, there are some people who have musical talents and say, you know what? I never want to play for anybody else. I just want to do my own music. And that's a beautiful thing as well. So there is no right or wrong. Just try to figure out where you fall in these categories. And you know what? It might not be that clear, but that's okay. As time goes on, you will begin to develop and it will cultivate itself. And the truth shall be revealed. Blasting the stereotype of musicians. Follow us at the Career Musician Podcast. And again, for you to have all the experience in all these different walks of life and different instruments mm-hmm. within music, to know that that's your spot, yeah. that's really cool. Yeah, I think it's perfect timing now. You know, I think that I, I appreciate how open-minded they are now and how they're like, you know, allowing so many sonic attributes to that genre now i think it's good and i think it's you know it's a perfect time and i've been able to produce some stuff for some super super small artists man they're super super small you know up and coming but i love it man it's just fun i get to do my thing over it and spread a little paint hopefully where it ain't and see what happens you know that's awesome i like that analogy spreading paint that's good (laughs) (laughs) yeah man dude so all right so any any golden rules man that you have for the next generation aspiring you know career musicians what do you say you already laid a lot of wisdom on us but yeah man i would just say i would say man be as humble as you can but also be as much of a badass as you can when it's time to be a badass um a lot of people are gonna you know tell you that something's not good enough or you know or or uh you know say it again please Lot, Say that again. A lot, a lot of people will tell you that something's not good enough, you know, or yes. and you just got to remember that there could be a few reasons why they're telling you that maybe they have their own motives or maybe they just don't know. Like most label people, they just, they just don't know. They're just not they don't know to what you're doing. So the best thing you can do is just be humble and keep coming back and just be like, hey, I understand that you feel like this may not work, but. You may feel different about it tomorrow, uh, and I, you know, and you know, just keep coming back and just keep sharpening your skill and just be humble, but be confident when you step on that stage, man. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that I would say, man, this is the thing that helped uh, Adam and myself find your click. Here's the thing: I know you've heard this so many times, but there's so much strength in numbers. Mm-hmm. Perception can change like this. Mm-hmm. You can walk into an office and say, "Hey." I got this burger that I made. It's really good. And I think you should try it. They're going to think you're crazy. They're going to go to the places they love to go to. But if you walk in with a bunch of people that are like, this burger is amazing. And they're drinking and they look good. And you're, mm. you're, you're walking in with someone else that they like. 
one of their homies or a girl that they think is cute and right. sexy or whatever. Right. I don't care. Whatever the heck you <laughs> can do to change the perception, do yeah. that. Find your clique, man. Find your clan and just make a lot of noise and be confident because, man, people just want what works. That's and if it. you can show that it, it works and you're having a good time and you're humble about it and you're just killing it, you're going to get your chance. That's Everyone advice, gets their yeah. chance, man. You just got to keep going. You don't get a lot of no's. We all get them. I get them all the time. I get no's every day. Yeah. You know, but yeah. it's like, you know. It's perseverance. Yeah. And just being disciplined to keep up with the consistency, right? Yeah, that's what I would say, man. Just get your crew and just. That's awesome. And make some noise. Don't roll along. Just get just roll up about five or ten and all y'all just be badasses, you know? Yep. Ain't nobody going to the gym by themselves, but if you call me Kurt, I, I thought you said we were going to the gym this morning. I'm be like, ah, man, I gotta get up. All right, all right, all right let's go, let's go. go. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's what I would say, man. Wow, yeah, that's excellent advice. Memorable moment? Yeah, me. Yeah, anyone? Life, I know there's a lot of. Oh uh, yeah, man. Oh, Anything man. particular stand out? Oh, man, so many, man. You know, like, dude, I remember. I remember when I was in college. And somebody gave me the this Prince Rave live DVD, the white one. Yeah. Uh, when he had the blue suit on, or whatever. Guys, you gotta check. You gotta check it out. Whoever's listening to this, please check this out. <laughs> I watched that DVD because I'm a huge Prince fan. Right. I, I love guitar players that can sing and play and entertain the crowd. That's my thing. Yes. I, I'm really huge on that. I love entertainers. Same so way. I watched that DVD. And I, I watched him do his thing, and a lot of you not, man. I'm in college, dude. I'm probably like sophomore year. I'm too, yeah. I'm too old for this. Man, Purple Rain came on, dude. And it hit me that that, that's, that, that is what I wanted to do wow. in life. Now, mind you, dude, I was, I was a jazz major playing drums and playing piano. I played guitar, but just on gigs when I would go back and forth to wow. Philly and stuff, you know. People in, in college, my school, cows didn't even know that I played guitar yet. They had no idea. Wow. And I watched that DVD, man. And when he, when, he, when, he, when he went into that record, I just started crying. Wow. And I was just like, that's what I'm supposed to do in life. That was probably one of See, my most memorable moments. I like that. That's, I like that because it was an internal memorable moment. moment and it relies on your own self and not someone else. Yeah. You know, people say, oh, when I played with Stevie Wonder, when I met the president, yeah, yeah, when I yeah. blah, 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 blah. But yours is internal. It's all on you. Yeah. And that's awesome. Yeah. Because that means, and for you to recall it like that, and you were in what, 19 maybe? Dude, yeah, yeah. I was a baby. So, it hit me hard too. Glad my roommate didn't come in. That, that'd have been kind of weird. Be sitting there crying, crying over too. friends. Are you eating chocolate ice cream too, bro? Are you shirts or blouses? <laughs> Did your girlfriend just break up with you? That's oh, no, that's good, man. That's incredible, too. Yeah, man. Wow. So, all right, the future is what you're signing. You you ha you don't have to divulge, but you you have some some good signing things on the table. Yeah. In the near future. Yep. And, and you're working on a record? Yeah. Your album, rather? Yeah. Working on an EP right now. An EP. Yeah. And it's going to be in the country yep. genre. Country genre. Absolutely. And you had something about that was related to a revolver. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. What was that called? Oh, I'd love to talk about that, man. Yeah. I got these hats. Is, do I have one on now? No, you had one in Nashville. Ah. 
Yeah. So I got, I got, I got these. Hat. One of my logos. Uh, it's called One in the Chamber. One in the Chamber. One in you. the Chamber. Yeah. I got yeah. merch online. You know, so yeah. I'm selling it. But for me, it's like, um, you know, you know, I'm a little mixture of like nice and like kind of hard boy, whatever you want to call it. Good, I like it. But um, yeah, I, I like the whole one in the chamber thing. And for me, it meant like have something in the chamber or, you know, have like a dream, a goal. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like have something, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. keep keep yourself motivated. You know what I mean? I always have a plan. always have a goal. You know what that's I mean? Right. So that's for me, that's what the whole one. Yeah, in, like, one so in that's the all it is. It's just, no, yeah. No, I mean, that's, it's based on your philosophy. Yeah, it's my thing. You I know, I love that. Yeah, Again, it's my when I thing, say yeah. that's all it is, I'm not, I'm not yeah. belittling it. I think it's amazing because Again, people would be like, oh, yeah, it's a tour I did, or gun, yeah. it's an album. You know, uh, yeah. no, 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 it's a philosophy that you live by. It's a philosophy, man. It's one of your modus operandi, if you will, mm-hmm. right? Yep. It's yep. F- for you. Yeah. Amazing, dude. I mean, I love doing interviews, man. It's this fun. I cool. love talking to people, man. Yeah. I love sharing information. I mean, whatever I can share, I, you know. I believe in yeah. that, too, man. Yeah. You know? Kurt, it's been awesome, dude. Thank you for having me, man. My Seriously, man. I really appreciate yeah. it. Seriously. Fellow career musician. Thank you so much, yes, man. Yes, sir. Love you guys. Hopefully Absolutely. You, we didn't bore you. Hopefully you no, enjoyed no, no. our conversation. And, and your main social, your website? Yeah, website. Which Kurt, is? KurtChambers.com. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And, uh, and you can find uh, Instagram and all that from there. My Twitter yeah. is Kurt the Rock Boy. That's the only tricky thing, Kurt the Rock Boy. But whatever, man. Talk Stop me on the street, man. Stop. You can find me on uh, in Trader Joe's. You can find me at Whole Foods. Just hit me up and talk to me. If you talk to me too long, I'm gonna ask you to make me some chicken sausage, so because I love to eat. So. <laughs> the career musician, keeping musicians informed and up to date on news that affects their music careers. The goal of the Career Musician Podcast is to provide valuable insight aimed at supporting working musicians. Please show your support by listening, downloading, subscribing, sharing, liking, and leaving a review. Add The Career Musician to your playlist on Spotify. The Career Musician Podcast is a member of the Pantheon Podcast Network, the first all-music-based podcast collective. For more info, visit pantheonpodcasts.com. I'm just a nomad, nowhere man. Writing the songs in this one-man band I know Hey, this is Nomad, host and creator of the Career Musician Podcast, and I am thoroughly stoked to be an official member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Pantheon Podcast Network is the first of its kind as an all-music-based podcast collective. Please be sure to check us out at pantheonpodcast.com for more info. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.